You're listening to Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. It is 2020. It is the first episode of a new year, of a new decade, if you will. And it's fight week. It is VFC 68. It goes down this Friday night at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe, Knoxville, Tennessee. We've got a big lineup. And, of course, with fight week comes picks panel. So we've got a full breakdown, preview, and predictions for the uh, VFC 68 card. It's going down. We've also got interviews tonight. It's going to be uh, three people joining us. We've got half of the main event. we got Scary Carrie Perkins going to be joining us on the line tonight, as well as the debuting Lance Abbott, who will be making his pro debut this weekend. And then, of course, uh, we'll be uh, joined at the end of the show by uh, Stonehands. Mr. Stonehands' Brian Jackson will join us at the end of the show to talk about his matchup with one of my co-hosts, Greg Hopkins, who's with us as well tonight. Uh, my other co-host, Justin Watson, on the line. We are going to be joined here shortly by our picks panelists, and it's a new quarter, so we're going to start with a clean slate. It's 0-0 as we, uh, as we start the tally back up in our rotating cast of uh, – of panelists, if you will. Uh, Billy Swanson was in with us the last quarter and uh, he couldn't unseat Greg. And so now trying to take the crown will be the Ninja Turtle himself. We last week, Paul Teague joins us as well for the picks panel tonight. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing, guys. We've got uh, we've got a new slate. We've got uh, Justin will be keeping the score for us here this evening. And then, of course, um, uh, the way it works is that we, we keep the tally over the entire first quarter. So that'll be for this particular quarter. We'll have four events. So it'll be uh, the show this week, the February 7th card, March 6th and March 28th in Saudi will be the four events that we keep tally on, uh, of course. So. Uh, without further ado, let's get to these picks, guys. That's what uh, we're going to run down the card. I'm going to uh, let Justin keep the score. I'll give a brief breakdown of each fight. And then, uh, Justin, if you'll have them go in a in a rotating order so it's not the same person uh, over and over. So uh, without further ado, let's get to it. It's Valor 68, and it is the 12th fight night at the Joe that we have had. So it goes down this Friday night. Doors at 5 o'clock. We'll start at 6 o'clock. And we're starting things off with a little uh, submission grappling here uh, with the the ladies uh, starting us out in the cage. It's a catch weight of 110 pounds. It is one 10-minute round, and uh, it's submission only. So if we don't get a uh, if we don't get a submission in the 10 minutes, it'll be a draw, uh, even if it is very one-sided all the way up to that. If there's no submission, there's no winner. So the draw is an option here for uh, for your pick. Uh, so let's see here to start things off. We've got uh, Josie Lunsford of Bushido in Kingsport. It's been a while since we've had Bushido down. Uh, she's going to be taking on Jazzy Sargent, who is out of uh, Elijah Carlton's new gym, the Southside Jiu-Jitsu Club in Chattanooga. 
we know Elijah's a uh, very, very talented grappler. And uh, and so this, I believe, will be the first time he's brought anyone to us to compete, like since he's started his new his new thing down there. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, not a lot known about these ladies. Otherwise, I know uh, that they are both very new to competition, um, you know, so they're going to be looking to show out. I know they're both, uh, you know, from from what I've heard, Jazzy is is very athletic and uh, is going to be, you know, have some explosion to her. Uh, Josie's been training uh, more traditional type martial arts, I've been told, for several years, you know, more like karate and that, that type of thing. So, you know, she's going to be, uh, you know, disciplined at the very least and uh, trains with good people up there in Kingsport. So uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, Justin, get us get us rolling with these things. All right, we're going to start off with Greg. What you got for us? All right, Jazzy is coming out of uh, Southside Jiu-Jitsu under Elijah Carlton. She's also been back and forth uh, to get uh, get some different looks from uh, Agogi over there with us. And uh, I don't know how honest the the team is that she's up against because when uh when they took the they took this she they were they were under the impression that like she was a white belt but she wasn't she's a three stripe blue belt and they just but she has never competed so that's the kind of that's the kind of mess that uh jazzy's dealing with and she just and uh she told me she didn't know that she was a blue belt and she was like but jazzy straight up said i don't give a shit what she is because jazzy knows that there's a difference in competition which you know josie hasn't done competition they said she did like four matches or two weeks ago or something but she's always done like self-defense jiu-jitsu and not competitive jiu-jitsu so i think we're going to have a really even fight here like with josie and jazzy i think it's going to be really even so with that being said i know that uh i don't jazzy's never competed josie's never competed in a cage neither one's ever been in the cage before i don't know how they're going to do under the lights i don't know if they're going to like if it's going to be more of a stalemate match but um uh, as much as I want to say it could go to a draw and we may see, uh, see a stalemate for 10 minutes with these girls going crazy. I just, I've rolled with Jazzy and, uh, she's pretty like, she's pretty agile and, and, uh, and, and she's hostile too. So I don't, and I know that Joe's, uh, Josie's coming from a more traditional martial arts background than we did. We, we discussed that she's got karate. She's got this, she's got that. So she's going to be disciplined. She's going to be able to listen to her coaches. She's going to have that advantage over Jazzy. Uh, but with Jazzy coming out of Elijah's gym, I don't think he's going to stick anybody out there that wasn't that isn't ready. And uh, I'm going to have to pull uh, Jazzy on this one with submission. All righty, <clears throat> Paul Teague. Um, I'm going to say the Sergeant Girl because I know Elijah's really stacked over there. I know I know he got really good jits, and like Greg said, he's not going to just send somebody in there who's not ready. So I'm saying Sergeant Second. I will just say her put three minutes in with an arm triangle. All right, Hobbs, what's up, man? Hadn't seen you in a while. What you got? Yeah, uh, you know, just uh, when you're talking unknowns, I know neither one of these girls. Um, but like I say, coming from uh, Elijah Carlson uh, as a trainer, as an instructor, I'm going to have to go Jazzy Sergeant as well. Um, <clears throat> and I do think, yes, I'm, I'm picking Jazzy because I think we will not see the 10-minute time limit. There will be a finish. All right, Everybody thinking Jazzy gets to finishing now. All righty. That brings us on to our second bout. It is a catch weight, 165 pounds. It's going to be Quinn Hunter making his debut. He's out of Nashville, Tennessee. He is an independent fighter, but he he did train um, for a good while with Kyle Lee uh, up until just maybe a couple months back. Uh, before he he had to kind of go it alone at that point. Uh, stalking his Facebook, it looks like he did wrestle 
uh, in high school. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, is there a high school out there named like maybe Blackman or something like that? Yeah, Blackman High School. It is. Then a, yes, uh, that's yeah, uh, that's where he wrestled. Yeah. Don't know if that's any definitely, good. Or not. Uh, usually got a powerhouse. Uh, well, it definitely always got a good powerhouse football team. So uh, one of those metro schools, larger metro schools, that is usually a powerhouse in whole sports. So. Okay, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, he's a young buck. He's only 18 years old, uh, you know, so he's he's uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to get out here and uh, and see what he's got. I'm excited to see it. He'll be taking on um, a guy that I'm probably going to butcher his name, and Hobbs probably needs to figure out what it is before we get going. Bronson, I'm going to say Bazorgi, but I know it probably won't be that easy. B-Z-O-R-G-I. Uh, he is making his debut as well out of Eric Turner's KMAA here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Of course, coached by Eric and Joey Zonar. Not a lot known about him either. I know Eric told me that he had trained at another gym around here um, for a little while before he came to KMAA. And he's been at KMAA now, I think, for about five months. So he did have a little bit of a base coming in. I do believe he's a white belt still. And, and I don't honestly know who he trained with before, but I think – that it may have been like Dustin Koppel's group. All right, Paul, you want to get started on this one? Yeah, I'm going with the the um, Bronson. I'm going with Bronson from KMA. Action, Bronson. All right, Hobbs. Um, again, you guys always know my uh, my take on independent fighters. I'm going to go with the guy that uh, is in a gym right now with a strong team. I'm going. I'm going to say that B is silent. So I'm going, let's Your say, Zorchi. Zor, Zor, oh, Zor, oh, the silent B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zor. I think it's a silent B. That's what okay. I'm going with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever gets the name right gets a bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Hopkins. So we got an amateur catch weight. What weight are they fighting at again? 65. 65. And what's their records? I'm sorry. I'm they're both they're both debuts. It's a, it's a debut uh, from Nashville and a debut from KMAA. For the lowest <sighs> time, Greg. Flip debut from Nashville. And I'm going to uh, – what? <laughs> what? So you got – Paul went with uh, – Both guys have gone with the KMAA guy. Oh, I thought that uh, – well, yeah, I was about to say because I thought Hobbs never goes to the independent. So yeah. I can't fall behind – I don't know either one. Either one of the guys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to just go out, pull out the broom, sweep it up. I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. Bronson. Everybody I'm going good. with Bronson. Okay. Two, three, and zero oh so far. Um, and that brings us to our our final amateur fight. And it's not a very big amateur card this time. We got more pro fights. This is a featherweight battle. This one should, This one's got some potential. I like this. One. 145 pounds. It's going to be Bradley Brakefield, two and two from the No Mercy MMA Goon Squad group in Union, South Carolina, teammates with uh, our panelists here, Paul Teague, of course. Last time we saw Bradley, he was out there against uh, Alex Pergande. Came up on the short end, but but showed pretty well. He, he you know he, he got a he got a real good shot in there that that uh, that definitely stunned and uh, kind of for momentarily kind of halted there, uh, old Mister Pergande. But uh, before that, uh, Bradley had won two in a row. You know, uh, he'd gone out there and gotten uh, the win over the Seagoat, uh, Anthony Cochran. Then he had a, had a very fast finish in uh, Saudi Daisy. So, uh, Brakefield's a guy that we've already seen three times. 
uh, here very recently. He's staying very, very active, and uh, he's a he's a guy that uh, will creep up on you. He's taking on Jalen Harper, one and zero, American Killer Bees, Cleveland, Tennessee. We saw him make his debut at the same Saudi show that uh, Bradley won on. So uh, Jalen won a decision that night against Nabil Khan from uh, from Highestan. And, uh, you know, we've seen Jalen do some kickbox. Well, actually, that wasn't the last time that we saw him. Uh, we saw him this last freaking show, but he was kickboxing. Um, but that was his one MMA fight. His last time out, actually, he lost a decision in kickboxing um, on the very last Valor card in December um, to Anthony Rodriguez. And uh, that was, you know, one of those fights. His opponent fell out at the very last minute, so he had to change from MMA to kickboxing. Uh, so, you know, a lot of a lot of weird things happening there, and he went up in weight. So it's a little <clears throat> easy to overlook that one, I think. Uh, Jalen's a guy that's well-rounded. He's trained by David Robbins, Billy Swanson, those guys at AKB. Um, you know, he, I think that he mainly gets the uh, labeled as a striker, mainly. However, from what I recall from his Saudi fight, he did show some decent, uh, grappling chops, getting some sweeps, and, and kind of having a knack for for finding the better position in the scrambles. All right, Hob, do you want to get started on this one? Yeah, man. You know, you know, Brickfield's. Uh, you know, he's a game guy. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what his age is, but I just feel like this is something where he kind of maybe started. Uh, you know, a little later than most do, and you know, after his first two uh, wins, he has really jumped out there and. And stepped up and taken on some young, hungry fighters, um, and 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 you know after Alex to go right back in with Jalen shows that you know he's not afraid to get in there with the young lions, um, but you know I just think I think youth uh, is going to prevail in this one, so I am going Jalen Harper. All right, Greg. What uh, what weight class is this at, guys? Forty five. Forty five. Yeah. 45. So Har- Harper's down there, and uh, they're both coming off of a loss right now. But we talked about we talked about Jim going up in weight and the kickboxing Muay Thai side. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I can Breakfield has actually impressed me in 2019. He's I don't you know I don't if, I don't know he's actually come up and he's he's made a surfaced and we've uh, we've noticed him. So uh, as far as him going in there and stepping in with Jalen, I mean Jalen's. Uh, Jalen's uh, Jalen's still green in the MMA world, and he's uh, he's still he's still learning. He's not a world beater yet, so like this fight is actually a lot more even than than people are giving credit for. And best believe that Jalen's training, best believe that Brayfield's training. So I expect to need to see an all-out war right here because um, Brayfield's the type of guy that's going to come at you just full speed. He's like a, he's like a damn. He's like a damn. I don't know what to say, but he's just aggressive as hell. But Jalen's more of an all weight, and uh, I'm going to be more of a defensive fighter. So you're going to see a yin and a yang match right here. With that being said, I think that Jalen's going to prevail just because I think he's going to be more composed uh, unless he gets unless he gets hit on the on the button and in his curtains. But other than that, I got to go with Jalen. All right, <clears throat> so this will be our first uh, our first split. Go ahead and tell us about your boy, Paul. I'm going to. Uh, I'm definitely going with Bradley. Um, um, I respect Jalen. He's coming out of a really good, really good gym. Um, I saw, I saw both his last two fights, which he looked very impressive in. And, and I know, and y'all, y'all didn't know how old Bradley was. Bradley came in late. Bradley's only been training not even a year yet, and he's been very skillful because he's he's only twenty nine. He just turned twenty nine on his birthday, so he don't have many years left. He said he said he's trying to bust it. He's trying he's trying to bust it, bust it hard, bust it fast. So. 
I'm gonna go with the, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Bradley, of course. And I, there's there's gonna be a finish to this fight. All right, Greg and Hobbs going with Jalen, and Paul going for Bradley Brickfield. This one is actually one of my uh, sleeper picks for fight of the night. I think that it's got a chance to be really. Uh, really exciting with a lot of scrambles, uh, you know. But and you know, I said that Jalen's guy that kind of had a knack for getting the right side of the scrambles. Breakfield is the same; he's kind of that way too. If you go back and watch the the fight with Anthony Cocker, and he, you know, there's a lot of scrambles in that fight that he always just kind of came out on the right end of, you know. So I'm excited for that one. Let's get into the pros. We've got a catchweight battle, a rematch. Jeremy Rogers looking for that first pro win in his 12th attempt. And he's making that long ride across the state from Memphis, representing the Hit Lab MMA. He's going to be taking on Dre Koo, Dre Miley, 6-3, KMAA, uh, who is coming off a loss his last time out. He took on uh, Cody Durden, who uh, he fell to for the first uh, VFC professional bantamweight champion. Cody, uh, of course, uh, very outspoken, very, uh, you know, he's a very brash individual. And he's, uh, every time he comes to Knoxville, he seems to uh, get more and more attention. So, uh, be looking forward to next time we get Cody up here to defend that strap. But, uh, this night, it's going to be a rematch. Like I said, uh, the first time out, it was uh, Dre getting the nod. He got a first-round TKO. And if I can recall correctly, we had a, a rib situation with uh, with Jeremy Rogers, which forced him to to tap the strikes there in that first round. Hopefully that, has, that issue has been remedied here as these guys uh, run it back. All right, Greg, get us started on this one. Uh, yeah, I... Uh... I actually uh, was going to speak about a Facebook post that me and Justin actually was bringing up uh, that Dre was going after something this year. It may not be the same post, but I recall Justin about to mention something a minute ago. But uh, I remember Dre made a post about coming to get what's rightfully his and who he's going to have to get and talking about coming and beating the hell out of Cody Durden and taking what's rightfully his. I think that I think that Dre is, uh, is setting the standard for the year of 2020 for himself right now, starting off with a rematch with Cody Durden, or uh, with a rematch with, uh, with Rogers and Rogers did have the rib thing happen to him. But, uh, what I'm wanting to see is, uh, is if, uh, is if, uh, Dre Miley can finish him faster than he did last time to, to prove that he's actually improved. That's all I want to see. But with that being said, I'm going with Dre Miley. All right, Paul. I'm going with Dre Miley. He's a KMA guy. If you pick against them, you're stupid unless you're fighting them. Then you got to beat them up. <laughs> and Hobbs. Um, man, you know, I know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> shit. I, Tim, Tim likes it, I guess. I don't know. I hope, I hope Tim's not mad because I keep it real. I, I don't know why. I don't know why we're seeing this one again. I don't know what, 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 uh, what Drake gains from it. Um, but I mean, shit. Props to Jeremy, fucking Memphis, Tennessee to Knoxville, and still grinding it. Um, I'm sure he, he feels he's got more to prove uh, than what happened, uh, you know, the first time they met. So, um, but I just don't think the outcome is going to be any different. You know, the fight may go differently. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not going to end the same way. If it does, then what the fuck? Right. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm sure the fight is going to go differently. But I think the outcome. Is just a matter of time. So I'm definitely going with Dre Miley, uh, you know, ending this in the first round. 
All right, so all three for Dre on that one. What I was actually going to say was, did you guys see the video of Douglas Lima kicking a pad that uh, Cody was holding, like a, a, <laughs> a leg kick pad? He, like spun yeah, Cody like in a 360. It's crazy just the size difference between Douglas Lima at 170 and Cody Durden at 35. Yeah, all three going for Dre on that one. All right. Let's move on to uh, bout number five. It is professionals, welterweights. It is one of our panelists right here, the Ninja Turtle, Paul Teague, one and one. No mercy MMA, Goon Squad, Union, South Carolina. Of course, last time out, Paul uh, falling to Logan Neal, and uh, that was a that was a fun one. Paul was uh, uh, was in some some spots and uh, and still managed to you know kind of. <laughs> Got to still put a little bit of a hurting on Logan Neal the whole time Logan was trying to submit him. It was like some of the most the some of the hardest like elbows and and shots like while being held in a submission that I've seen. Of course, before that, Paul uh, Paul uh, uh, with a win over uh, Billy Combs in his debut. So this will be Paul's third pro fight uh, in a pretty short time time frame. He's going to be taking on 18 fight veteran Roy Real Steel Sanders. We love us some Roy Sanders. Uh, last time out. Roy falling to Greg Hopkins in Saudi Daisy. And uh, before that, he got the win over Billy Combs. And so it's like six degrees of separation from Kevin Baker. So, so uh, Roy, real steel Sanders coming in at two and 16 out of Coburn, Virginia. I think he'll have, uh, you know, a lot of fights. Paul is the guy that has a little bit more of the, uh, the, the length and reach advantage uh, with his build. But in this one, I think Roy Sanders will, will have that advantage. Uh, this is an interesting one here Two 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 characters. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Just luck of the draw. I didn't plan it out this way, but Paul's getting us started here. Go ahead, tell us what you're going with, Paul. Cut it, Paul. Who you taking? Let me tell you about this Paul guy. Um, I think he's going to go out there and rip, rip Roy's arm off and beat him with it. But besides that, Paul's a really nice guy. And <laughs> <laughs> but I will have to say, I respect Roy. He's a he's a veteran in the sport, obviously with 18 fights. And this is January 10th is my birthday, so Friday night's my my 31st birthday, and he says oh, I forgot to mention that. So, so I'm I'm happy to you know help him retire in fashion with a good with a good ass kicking because I'm gonna tell you it's not making that the first round. I would love it to be a war, but man, uh, Roy's what six three six four, like you say, he, he does have to, he does have to probably the size advantage on me, which I am a kind of a Taller and thick, or I said thicker, but a taller 155er, which and I have fallen at 45, so me moving up to 70, actually 70 this time, and not 78 like last, like my very first part of you. So I'm looking forward to this being a very interesting fight between me and Roy. I know he probably wanted to go, go, go to the ground with me because he has since seen the film and he don't want to wake up like Dylan Johnson did. So that being said, I'm finishing it in the first round, but I'm going to tell you. That I want that one side beat. I'm going for that submission of the night. I need, I need, I need a new thing. I, I pretty good. All right, Hobbs. Uh, yeah, man. Um, uh, I hear this is going to be Roy's fifth retirement fight. Um, right. So um, I know he's got a lot on the line here. Um, I, I hope he grows before his sixth retirement fight. But, uh, you know, I, hell, I don't know. I was going to pick Roy until you said it was Paul's birthday, man. And fuck, nobody's losing on his birthday, dude. Yeah, right. uh, there's just no way. Um, I'm going with the Ninja Turtle on this one. I, which Ninja Turtle? I don't know, though. Which one's your favorite, Paul? I don't, which one do you relate to more? 
I thought that was my favorite, but I'm, I'm the new Ninja Turtle. I'm Picasso. Okay, I got you. A <laughs> new Ninja Turtle. The, the Ninja Picasso. Turtle. The, right. It's the fucking, the fifth Ninja Turtle. Yeah. That's what, that that's the name now, the fifth Ninja Turtle, Paul that's T. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm uh, I'm going with the birthday boy on this one, man. I think he's going to, uh, I think he's going to pull it out and take home a, a present on a Friday night. All right, Gregory. Damn. Well, I mean, I think it's time we start we start spreading the uh, just separating the packs. Because uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, just to just to quote myself, I was wrong. Logan did not finish Paul Teague and uh, Triangle. I was wrong, and I apologize, Paul. That's that was incorrect. I rewatched it, and it wasn't. And I'm, you're right. It was an American. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I'm, I was way off. I'm sorry. I, I made myself look stupid there. Uh, and, and here's what I'm going to do here. Imagine that. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, no, right? It's really not that hard to do. But what I'm thinking about doing is because I know Paul's going to pick against me against my fight, so I'm kind of wanting to just be a dickhead and pick against him on his fight just to uh, just to switch it up. So I'm literally going to go with Roy, Roy just because of that. And uh, happy birthday, Paul! If you win, you win. All right. I'm talking, I'm talking let's talk about how the, I thought he was about to say if you win I'll buy you, the, I thought he was about to say if you win I'll buy you a drink but he's like nah if you win you win you give me a loss on my ring you'll have plenty of beers let's talk about how monumental this was that Greg just said he was wrong about something yeah right I mean that's fucking give him an extra point Give him an extra point yeah. for admitting he was wrong. And for he, for he <laughs> that shit. <laughs> hey, hey, so we got, another, we got two to one here, Justin. Yeah, we got. Is two. your girlfriend around? Did she hear you say that shit? <laughs> no, and she won't. She don't listen to this, so we're we're good. Like she's not gonna get to hear it. Uh, and you guys won't tell her about it either. Don't ever tell her. <laughs> All right, so Paul and Hobbs both going for uh, Paul. And Greg going for Roy. So I think if, if Greg wins his fight and, and Paul wins his fight, we might line that one up, huh? Yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Moving on, we've got uh, females, featherweights, 145 pounds. We've got Moriel Charneski. Uh, she is 3-7, and seven, coming out of Cooper MMA uh, slash Cooper BJJ in Austin, Texas, coached by Sean Cooper. Uh, Moriel has been in there with uh, some really good ones. You know, she's fought uh, – uh, all, she well for one she's fought someone we know she fought uh, Shanna Young back in the day on a King of the Cage show but she's also been in PFL a couple times and uh, and fought Kayla Harrison you know so she's been in there with some really tough chicks uh, she's very very talented herself and we're excited to host her from uh, all the way from Austin Texas and she is going to be taking on KMAA's Morgan Hickam who will be looking for her first pro win in her third attempt last time out fell to Jamie Driver just two months ago uh, very decorated amateur career you know morgan was uh, undefeated as an amateur held the valor title hasn't quite been able to turn it on yet as a pro so you know she's going to be hungry to get that first pro win and get that monkey off her back and uh miss charneski i'm sure has other things in mind all right hobbs all right so i see things i'm telling you on now and i picked Uh-oh. against morgan uh both of her pro wins and i still feel strongly about those um but she will win her first professional fight this Friday night. Book it. You heard it. All right, Greg. Uh, what did Hooterhob just pick? Morgan. He picked Morgan. 
I picked Morgan twice too now. <clears throat> and, uh, oh man, as much as I want to pick her uh, twice now, she's failed me and I love Morgan and I know she's training hard for this, but I'm going to have to <laughs> fail her. failed me. And, uh, <laughs> What's the what's the girls' record? What's what's both the record? Morgan's zero and two. Uh, uh, Morgan Morgan's zero and two, and Moriel is three and seven. Three and seven. Mm. Seven more. She's got eight more fights than her. Morgan, I just and, and I want to see Morgan win too. I'm sure I'm sure she's done some stuff. Stellar competition. What kind of competition is a uh, Moriel? How many? Where she fought? She fought some like pretty good competition. Yeah, that's what that's what I opened with. She's fought Shanna Young. She's fought uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, she's fought she's fought some really some really good ones. In other words, are you fucking listening, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Man, I had to put my phone down as soon as as soon as I, as soon as Hobbs picked. Who did Hobbs pick, Morgan? I'm gonna pick. Fuck oh, yeah, man. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna spread. I'm gonna try to spread the field further apart right now. Let's pick against Morgan. I'm saying that. You going Moriel? No, trust me. At this at, at this point, yeah. you're trying to gain ground because you're already a few behind. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> you're true. That's it. You're not wrong. That's true. <laughs> All right, Paul, break the tie for us. Uh, oh, what you said, Morgan from Canada. What what's the ongoing Uh It's Cooper BJJ in uh, Austin, Texas. Not sure about that, Jim. I don't think I've ever heard of him. I've heard her name when she thought she was young, actually. Um, and Morgan looked good her last fight, but it just, just didn't go her way. Um, you know what? I go back to what I said. We couldn't just came and make it wrong, but I will be, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going um, I'm going with what, who Greg said, Moriella. With Moriel, okay. All right. So Greg and Paul for Moriel and uh, Hobbs for Hickam. I'll say this, and it's something I didn't say in the initial breakdown. I feel like this is a little bit of a different stylistic matchup than what Morgan has seen in her first two pro fights uh, against Hope Chase and and Jamie Driver, who are both like come forward. Yes, super aggressive. Come forward. Look to take your head off. Moriel looks to be more of a technician, more of a... um, uh, what's the word? Uh, a little more paced, a little more measured, if you will, uh, rather than just that kind of balls to the wall kind of, kind of, kind of pace. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if Morgan adapts to that a little bit better because that's more the pace you saw in her amateur fights. But Our, you know, it was being said, if Morielle, if she did her homework and she saw what worked for those other two girls, yes. she may say, "Hell, I need to style. I need to change my style up." The girl can't handle pressure and come at her, so you know, uh, you know, could go both ways if she did her homework. I don't know. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It doesn't matter because I just. It doesn't matter though because I just booked it. So <laughs> it's already that's just the way it's done deal. It's the done. It's a fucking done deal now. So. <laughs> this next one's going to be violent. <laughs> I have a feeling it is a cruiserweight battle. Two pro debuts going at it. We've got uh, Frankie Jones making his pro debut out of the Enriquez Fight Gym in Virginia Beach, Virginia. This will be the first time we have seen Mr. Jones in action, and the first time we have hosted that gym. So not a lot known. I know Frankie is uh, an officer. And I know that, um, you know, he, he's a, a little bit longer in the tooth for for your pro debuts. Uh, he had to get the neuro for what that's worth. Uh, that said, he looks like he's put together. looks like he's in good shape. And, uh, you know, this will be a 225-pound cruiserweight fight. So it's they're big guys. They're not quite all the way to that heavyweight limit. But they're big dudes still. 
taking on Lance Abbott out of the Newport Combat Club, Newport, Tennessee, trained by John Hall. This will be his pro debut after going somewhere in the realm of like six and two or so as an amateur, uh, had some amateur titles. He, he's a big, strong guy that's really made some strides uh, in his in his uh, skill set and his abilities over the past several years has really improved a lot. Uh, so a uh, highly anticipated pro debut for Lance Abbott, two strong guys, and I don't see this one going the distance. All right, Greg. Uh, I don't know so much about Jones, but uh, I guess fuck the police. I'm gonna go with Abbott here. I guess fuck the police. <laughs> All right, Paul. Um, see, I'm kind of with Greg on that, but isn't the cruiserweight? Isn't that supposed to be Greg's original weight class? But he's he just has to be like, <laughs> a lot of weight. But um, that's what I'll be at 55. Oh, I'll be at 55. But, but at no point of hitting that, I just thought that was funny. But um, I just, I'm going to have to say, not many people get to beat up a cop and get away with it, so I'm going with Lance, because he's not going to turn that down. Hobbs. Yes, we don't say fuck the police. We respect the Finn Blue Lion boys, all right? Um, fuck the po-po. But, any, but anyway, I I'm going with Abbott, too. All right, clean sweep for Abbott. All right, that brings us to our feature bout of the evening, welterweight. So actually, it's a catchweight now, uh, 175 pounds. And it is going to be a Mr. Stonehands, Brian Jackson, who you'll get to hear an interview from here just a little bit later in the show. Uh, he is one and one out of the Goon Squad No Mercy MMA in Union, South Carolina. Last time we saw him uh, in a losing effort to Jason King before that with a, uh, a win over Caleb Miller. So uh, Brian, of course, with the boxing background, but he he got his pro win by submission. He's uh, capable there. He's taken on one of our panelists here. It's the first time I think we've had two panelists fighting on the card. Uh, Greg Hopkins in action, 2-0 out of Ringgold, Georgia, representing Agogi Combatives. And uh, Greg coming off a win over Roy Sanders back at Saudi. Before that, it went over Nick Jewell. And so he's already had – this will be his third pro fight here. Both these guys' third pro fight in just a matter of, you know, six months or so. Both guys staying busy. Uh, make sure you tune into this interview with Brian Jackson here at the end of the show, because I can tell you it is uh, full of fire and I, not to not to man. We've got to bring it up now, even though, like we've already recorded the interview, but we've got to bring it up now because it, it, it certainly adds some spice to uh, this picks right here. If you if you go to the interview at the end of the show, uh, you'll you'll find that an added stipulation has been added to this fight. Brian Jackson versus Greg Hopkins is now a hair versus hair match. The loser shaves his head. Let's get to the picks. <laughs> All right. This one's not too hard for me to call, but I'll let you talk about it, Paul. Uh, I want to talk about it. I respect Greg, but you know, as my, my training partner, I respect Greg to the fully, even though he's supposed to be at 225. But besides that, I'm going to tell you, Stone Hands by submission in the second round by a triangle turn. Ooh. Hobbs? Yeah, I mean, I. Two very monumentous things are going on here, all right? One, we've already established, Greg admitted he is wrong. Two, Greg's finally fighting somebody that doesn't have a losing record. I think both need to be, you know, celebrated here. Um, Damn, Greg, everybody's killing you. I know. That being said, (laughs) here's the thing. Uh, You know, when I first met Greg, he's behind the table, all right? I didn't have a, a big background of, you know, his amateur career, stuff like that, and 
I just thought, okay, here's a dude that drinks beer every night. He's uh, decided to, you know, go ahead and go pro and uh, make some money. But, um, you know, I'm always impressed. I know Greg likes to drink. He likes to have a good time. But I watch him online, and I see him working. I see him working hard. He's got a little cute nose strip on, you know, on his video. So I'm thinking, you know, dude's trying to get his breath right because he smokes a lot. Um, but he's taking the shit serious, man. And, uh, and you know, all jokes aside uh, about his opponent's record, he's building himself up. He's he's built, he's going against better competition each time he fights. Um, so I'm going Greg on this one because of the, the fucking nose strip that he wears. All right, Greg, tell us how it's going to go. Well, I have to uh, disagree with one thing that Paul said. I love everything that Jeff said. Jeff is spot on, man. He's he's pretty cool. I like you know Jeff just bought like two, ten, at least ten. Actually, he bought all the cool points tonight on the podcast in my book. So thank you, Jeff. I appreciate the, the kind of words, sir. Uh, hey, no problem, Paul, buddy. I love you. Yes, sir. I love you too. But Paul, the thing you were wrong about was it's not going to finish in the second. It's going to finish in the first. And the other thing you were wrong about. Was that I'm gonna finish him, but triangle. I don't, I don't, I don't see Brian. I don't even see us going to the ground uh, with any kind of victory for Brian. So uh, Brian told me he's gonna whoop my ass and kick my ass, and I'm just wondering what's wrong with his ass kicker come Friday night after the after I get my hand raised. So we'll go with him on that one as well. And I'll and I'll be shaving his head right after the bout. Let's just say that. Uh, that was hey, that was my question. Was when does when does said head shaving? happen because here's what i'm saying we don't have a lot of fights on this card guys all right we got only 10 <laughs> fights at the joe I get, I get, and you know <laughs> we gotta stretch this out so if y'all let me during the intermission if we can take a fucking intermission I'm and pull it. that extension cord out we'll do that shit right in the middle of the cage man i got y'all We'll do it live. We'll take that. We'll take a break right before the co-main event, and the and the loser will. Uh, well, actually, we'll take a break before the main event. Let let these guys at least get towed off so they don't fucking jam up the the, the Clippers, and uh, and uh, right before the main event, the loser is gonna gonna get his head shaved. Oh, we're fucking on. We're making history. <laughs> we're fucking making history. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it, I mean I know they'll be sweaty, but I feel like you just bring a towel out and dry their head off. It'd be a lot more epic as soon as as soon as the other one gets his hand raised. You hand him the clippers. I think I think you're probably right. Maybe we do. Maybe we just do it right there. Just say you know. <laughs> I'm bringing my I'm bringing my smock out and everything, baby. Well, we got some time to kill. We'll make that happen. We need something to protect the floor. Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right, so uh, obviously Greg going for himself. Hobbs also taking Greg and Paul going with Brian Jackson. All right, co-main event, another ladies bout. Back at featherweight, 145 pounds. We've got Carolyn Biscop-Rowe. I'm going to call her CBR from here on out. She is 2-6 and six out of extreme martial arts. Gracie B, uh, BJJ in Flint, Michigan. Uh, coming off a win in her last outing, actually, though, a first-round TKO. So she's coming on. She's coming in with some momentum. Uh, she is. She used to be in Alaska. Uh, she had most of her fights uh, on the Alaska uh, shows up there. But she's, she's moved to Michigan now. I think she uh, maybe she's military or husband's military. Um, she's going to be taking on. On the Phoenix, Liv Parker, Olivia Parker here out of KMAA, 3-0, and uh, and one of the more decorated uh, prospects out there, undefeated as an amateur, undefeated as a pro, hasn't hasn't tasted defeat yet, uh, getting them out of there uh, as as they come in. So uh, Carolyn Biscopro, CBR, is going to try to upset the apple cart, take some of that shine off Liv Parker, who's, uh, you know, one, two wins away, I would think, from getting getting that call up to, to the next level. 
All right, Hobbs, start us off. Yeah, uh, I'm going Parker. I mean, damn, the girl shows us every time, man. She, she's growing. Uh, she's getting better. You know, what started out as a hobby uh, and, a, and a weight loss journey still just continues to impress us every time she steps out there. Um, you know, I mean, I expect to see nothing but the same. Uh, she'll add a new facet to her game. She'll dominate uh, in, in a stronger fashion than she did the, the fight before. And yeah, I just don't see it going any different, man. I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Parker and this is, uh, I'm with Tim. I think, <clears throat> I think after this one, um, her kids at her high school are going to get a real life, uh, here comes the boom type story, man, where they're going to get to watch their high school teacher, uh, uh, on a bigger, uh, bigger stage. So I'm going Parker. Greg. Uh, I got to side with him, the, the Phoenix, man, because she comes out back stronger every single damn time. And even though she's not dying or getting beat by anybody, she just keeps on coming back to impress, man. I, uh, I mean, she might, I'm not saying she's got to work cut out for her here. Uh, she knows she's got an opponent, but um, I'm so I just don't see, I just don't see Parker losing this fight. I don't think Tim made a pick, but you're going with Hobbs. I got you. Paul. Did I say Tim? I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. <laughs> yes. Um, what what's the other girl's name in him? Carolyn Biscop. Okay, her gym is you said out of Flint, Michigan? Yes. What's her record? She's two and six coming in on a win. Two and six coming in on a win and fighting three and Olivia Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Olivia's been very, very nice in, on the past couple of fights that I've I've seen her in. And she's a high school teacher. She got her whole her whole high school classes back and back and behind her. She don't let nobody down. Maybe Parker's not losing this fight. All right, all three for live. All right, that brings us to our main event. I'm excited for this one. The true heavyweight clash. We've got scary Kerry Perkins making his professional debut out of Fight Style Fitness in Huntsville, Alabama. He is the owner uh, and head coach of said Fight Style Fitness in Huntsville. You can listen to an interview with Kerry right after our pigs panel is over. He'll be first up. And uh, he is uh, a decorated amateur, 7-2 and two amateur record, held the Warriors Den um, uh, t- strap. Uh, he's fought as low as 185, so he's kind of fluctuated around in weight classes. Uh, he settled in, I think he says, in the interview is 240 pounds for this one taking on big sexy billy swanson two and one american killer bees cleveland tennessee coming off a win in saudi uh a fight of the year uh over el jefe terrence hodges that one was uh awesome and uh, all reports lead to this one being another uh intense showdown man both these guys are you know big sexy's a character he's very skilled he's very big he's agile for a big guy good wrestling but also has shown a proclivity to get drawn into those slugfests, you know, and I think Kerry Perkins is definitely going to be looking for that slugfest. All right, Greg. Well, I'm completely biased on this and, uh, scary Kerry, uh, you know, I, I, I know that he's, uh, he's fought some stellar competition over the years and, uh, I don't know what, what he's got in store for Billy, but I know that Billy even said it himself and he ain't scared of shit. So I'm going to pull with Billy Swanson in this fight. And Paul? Uh, you got to go with Big Sexy. You got to go with the Big Sexy, man. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Billy's not scared of shit is what scares me about Billy. I, you know, I, 
I, you know, I'm going with Billy. I'm picking Billy, of course. Um, but he's got to stop just standing in the pocket and, and covering up and letting guys tee off on him. Um, that's the only thing I hate about Billy's game right now is uh, is that defense. Uh, not a real good strategy with the heavyweights, man. It's just not. Because even when they're hitting their hands, it's fucking hard. It's power, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Uh, don't like it at all. Uh, that being said, I've actually I didn't realize when I when I saw this card and I just read the name Kerry Perkins, uh, who he was. When you said Warriors Den, though, I immediately remembered <clears throat> uh, Timekeep uh, up there on their shows, and I remember when he won their title. A uh, definitely heavy hitter uh, when he won their title. I remember it, um, but it was one of those kind of just winging heavy shots. Wasn't uh, necessarily really impressed with his uh, with his uh, ground defense, though. And so if Billy just goes in and does what Billy does better than just about any heavyweight uh, in our region and uses his, his grappling, uses his wrestling, um, he could get this over probably quicker than, uh, than what he would like. But if he stands there and stands in the pocket and just covers up and makes us a slugfest, he's going to give Perkins more of a chance. Uh, than what he would have if Billy would just go in, do his thing, take him down, ground and pound, and, and get out of there and drink some beers, uh, like no, you know, like nobody else can. Um, so I'm I'm going Billy. I just would like to see him not feel like he has to impress everybody with showing a different facet to his game. If it's not needed, it's not needed. It's not your job to impress the crowd. It's your opponent's job to stop you from doing what you do best. Uh, and just do it, man. So going, uh, going, Billy. All right. <clears throat> so to recap, we have uh, clean sweeps for Billy Swanson, Liv Parker, uh, Dre Miley, uh, Bronson, Jorgie, and uh, Jay Z. Uh, panelists are split on Greg and Hobbs took Jalen. Paul took Breakfield. Uh, Paul and Hobbs took Paul, <laughs> and Greg took Roy. Uh, Greg took. Or Greg and Paul took uh, Charneski, Hobbs took Hickam, and Hobbs took him. I mean, Hobbs and Greg took Greg, and Paul took uh, Brian Jackson on that one. So we got about uh, what we got about five four. fights, four or five fights that'll that'll make the difference here in our our picks. That's not too bad. And that will wrap up our picks panel for this week. I appreciate our panelists for joining us. Thanks so much, Jeff Hobbs, Paul Teague, uh, for joining uh, our hosts here. And we will we'll, we'll reconvene next week to see how all this shit shakes out and see what the what the tally is. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, guys. And with that, we will move on to our interview portion of the show. We've got Scary Carrie Perkins on the line first. Up first on the line tonight, we've got one half of this weekend's main event for BFC 68. It goes down Friday night, January the 10th at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. We have got Scary Carrie Perkins on the line with us. Carrie, what's going on, my man? What's going on? Hey, man, we appreciate you jumping on here and uh, taking a little bit of time with us tonight. I know that uh, weigh-ins are about to go down here shortly, so you're in that final preparation stage. I don't think you're a guy that's got to cut a lot of weight, though, to fight a heavyweight, huh? No, nah, I'm not cutting at all. 
So you you've got it you've got it nice compared to to a lot of these guys. Uh, of course, you know uh, you'll be in the main event against Big Sexy Billy Swanson coming up here. Uh, just uh, just a few short uh, at this. Well, this thing will drop on Thursday, so we're talking on a Wednesday night. But uh, you know when this when people listen to this, uh, it'll be uh, way in day. You'll be getting ready to do the face off, getting ready to 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 get to it, man. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, I've, I've I've kept up with you over the years. I'm familiar with you and seen uh, some of your fights, and uh, I know that this will be your first time fighting with valor though so before we get going here i'm going to let you have a chance to kind of give us a quick little background little uh synopsis of your career up to now and kind of what got you into mma all right um i've been doing martial arts since i was 12 so i've had a long time um of just martial arts in my background i've done um kickboxing american kickboxing muay thai karate several different styles of karate taekwondo american jiu-jitsu you know, so I've done a lot judo, so I, I have an extensive background. And uh, and uh, and so like that was uh, you know more traditional martial arts that you kind of you kind of noted there. Uh, you know, wh- was it uh, uh, just kind of a matter of wanting to kind of test yourself against other individuals? Uh, you know, that got you into the MMA aspect of things. You know, there's a lot of traditional yeah, martial artists um, still don't really get into MMA, but you know, a lot of guys want to test what they know against another man trying to take their head off. You know. Yeah, that, for me, it was, you know, just what what do I really know? Can I really fight? And, you know, I put that to the test throughout my amateur career. And so, you know, I just been going through, you know, the learning process of like, all right, let's let's put it all together. Let's make it work. Let's test it against other people. And that that's where I was. And, you know, I wanted to turn that into a pro career. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, my co-host, uh, Justin, is on the line with me as well. He'll be there this Friday. Justin, what you got for Scary Care? How's it going, Bob? What's going on? Not too much. How many amateur fights did you did you actually have on Tapology? It just shows one. <laughs> I had nine. nine. I had nine amateur fights. Yeah. What was what was your record? I was seven and two. Awesome. Very impressive. What are your uh, What are your thoughts going into this matchup with Swanson? Do you know much about him or studied any film on him? Um, I don't study film. I don't study film, and that. Um, that goes to me wanting to be a purist fighter. I believe that if I can really fight, it doesn't matter what the other person can do. It matters what I do. Yeah, so I don't study film on, on other guys. That's that's uh, an approach a lot of guys seem to take. You know, if you, you spend too much time thinking about what they're going to do, then then it limits what you end up doing because you're just so, so focused on them the whole time. So um, it seems like that's something that we're we're getting a lot more these days. Um, talk to us a little bit about your training camp. Who's helped you get ready for this fight? Stuff like that. Um, actually, I I own uh, Fight Style Fitness is my gym. Um, so a lot of my guys that come in here help me get ready. Um, I got a guy named Mock who's who's also going to be in my corner. Chris, um, just a lot. I just got a lot of different people that come in and they've been working with me for this. Um, doing a lot of just a lot of kickboxing rounds, a lot of grappling rounds, and just getting ready, just putting in hard work. Right on. So um, you said you're not cutting weight for this fight. Were all your amateur fights at heavyweight as well? No, no. I, I fought everywhere from heavyweight down to middleweight. Oh wow. So yeah, um, just long time ago, I used to be a really, really big guy, and. I just got into shape and I was able to get down to 186 for a middleweight fight. 
Um, and, you know, just back then I wasn't lifting weights. And then after I took some time off, I started lifting weights. So it was just not, I was not going to go back down to middleweight or light heavyweight. So it's just, you know, I wasn't going to lose any muscle mass to take a fight. So what are you planning on weighing in at? I'm sorry. What do you plan on weighing in at? What's your weight range you thinking? Uh, right now, probably about 240. Right on. Awesome, man. Well, I'll let Tim have it from here. So uh, right. where where would you say, you know, if a fighter uh, or I'm sorry, if a fan hasn't seen your fights yet, what, you know, how would you describe your fighting style uh, to the fan that hasn't seen you yet? What can they expect this Friday? You know, are you a, uh, you know, more a striker, more a technician, more a wrestler, grappler, well-rounded? I am well-rounded, but I would say they can expect a fast fight. I like for my fights to be fast. Plain hey, and simple. Hey. I, I've always... I've always looked at Mike Tyson, um, at least in his boxing in the ring, besides biting people's ears off and things like that. But he always had fast fights. And I'm trying to make myself like the fast fighter of MMA. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, with heavyweights, that's, uh, you never, you know, they, they always say don't blink with heavyweights. These guys are in there throwing heavy leathers with uh, with little gloves. And so it doesn't take much, yeah. uh, you know, to, to, to hit the button, you know. So and you two are two big guys, you know, between you guys, we're going to have uh, 500 pounds of, of manhood in the in the cage. Plus, plus yeah. whatever the referee is. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a scene for sure. Uh, before, before we let you go, man, I got one more for you. Uh, what, what would you say yeah. is is your goals, both short term and long? term now that you turn turning pro you know this will be your your records resetting now uh that, that you're turning yep. pro and none of the amateur stuff matters uh what would you say your short-term and your long-term goals are uh now that you've turned pro um my short-term goals is uh to to keep my pro career just moving forward i just want to move through all these guys and long-term goals um I, i'd love to make it to ufc or bellator yeah that's yeah, love it so you're so you're looking to, to reach one of the big stages. Absolutely. Very nice, man. Well, we're very excited to host you uh, for the first time this weekend in the main event, no less. I know you and I have talked over the past several months trying to work something out. So I'm glad we finally were able to make that happen. Uh, I want to let you have a chance to uh, to give some love where it's due. Any shout outs that you want to give to uh, sponsors, training partners, friends, family? Uh, I'll let you have it. All right. I want to. Uh... Thank all my Five Star Fitness family for coming out, supporting me, helping me train. Um, everybody that supported me on Instagram and Facebook, I greatly appreciate it. Chris, Mock, Adam, Isaiah, Tiffany, all of you guys, I greatly appreciate your help. Thank you for helping me train and get ready for this. Awesome, man. Once again, this has been Scary Carrie Perkins. He's getting ready to throw down in the main event against Big Sexy Billy Swanson coming up at VFC 68 this Friday night. The world-famous Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, Tennessee. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to fighterticks.com. If you're coming to support Kerry, make sure you select Kerry from the drop-down menu so he gets credit. Thanks so much for the time, Kerry. Best of skills this weekend. Can't wait to see him, my man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Up next on the Valor Hour, we've got Lance Abbott on the line. He's getting ready to make his professional debut this Friday night at Valor 68. It all goes down at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, Tennessee. Lance, how's it going, my man? Uh, It's going good. Can't complain. 
Good, good, good. Well, it doesn't sound like you're uh, in the throes of too bad. I know you're in the in the in a little bit of a weight cut mode right now, but it doesn't sound like you're struggling too much just yet. Nah, not yet. You know, even if I was, I wouldn't let you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> You'd have to hide it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're getting ready to take on uh, uh, Frankie Jones here in your first ever pro fight. You know, you've been around the scene for several years now uh, on the amateur scene, uh, honing your skills, getting ready for this moment. Uh, for But, you know, I, I don't know that we've had you on the podcast. And if we have, it's been a long time. So let's get caught up here uh, for our listeners out there that uh, are not familiar with Lance Abbott. Let's get them up to speed here. Let's give them a brief little uh, bio background, a little short bio about, uh, you know, your background, your training and. And how and you know kind of what brought you to MMA? Uh, I did a little bit of boxing when I was a kid and everything. I worked it for a while, and then uh, I tried to. I wanted to venture out into the MMA world, and that's when I got with you guys. And like you, you seen what happened when I first started taking that run. Is like I was like, now that I look back at myself, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? And, <laughs> you know, I buckled down and everything, and it's like. You know, it's like, oh, my God, so many hoes that I, I see I did wrong. So, yeah, like, like I, what I want to do is I just want to erase that and pretend that's never happened. And let's start fresh, you know. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's a good it's a good way to do it as a pro, man, for sure. That amateur stuff is all just learning, really. You know, none of it matters, really. And now your your record resets. You kind of got your toolbox, uh, you know, uh, more filled up than you did when you started. And you're ready to to, to, to go at it with with the way that it counts. And you're a guy that, you know, now that, you know, I didn't really think about that till you brought it up. But, yeah, like thinking back now in my foggy memory, like to your early fights, like, you come a freaking long way. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was a long way. Yeah, I won't be around the bush. I was straight trash in the beginning, but like at, I mean, towards the end of my amateur, you know, like I really buckled down and like, you know, I started grinding. Like I grind every day, so it like you could tell the difference from the beginning to the end, you know. So well, you can tell you can tell just by by looking at you. Uh, just physically, even uh, that you have, you know, you put the time in, you put the work in and you, you know, you grind away. Uh, you know, you, you're a you're a big, strong guy, obviously. Um, what what would, was what was the turning point, would you say, uh, as an amateur where you're like, I've got to do something different. I've got to you know what what I've done up till now just isn't going to work. I have to I have to do something different than this if I'm going to make it. I, I just got tired of making a fool of myself, honestly. Like it was like, man, I sit here and I love the I love the fight game. I love it. But I was like I wasn't putting my all into it. Like so I I've always been known as like if I I'm either gonna go all in or I ain't gonna do it at all. And I was I caught myself half half assing it and I was like, I'm done with that shit. I'm I'm going all in from now on. Right. So that's I mean that that's what it did. I was like, I'm done, I'm done half assing. You know, it, and now that now I look at it, it's like if anybody's gonna beat me, they damn sure gonna earn it now. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna know they were in a fight if anything. Yeah, they uh, they don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be there. It's it's ready. Justin, uh, of course, uh, my co-host, he'll be there this Friday. What you got for Lance? Hey man, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, man. So what? I was just looking at your uh, your opponent, Frankie Jones. Here, looks like he had three amateur fights, and he's also making his pro debut. Uh, if topology is correct. Do you know anything about him? You ever seen him fight, or uh, what? Do, what are you kind of expecting? Uh, uh, I don't know too much about him. I know that uh, when he was seventeen, he got offered uh, to the Olympics at Taekwondo. So I mean, I know I know about Taekwondo. They're more of a point system and stuff like that. 
I mean, on that stuff. But like, other than that, I don't know too much about him. I watched some of his uh, uh, some of his videos. I mean, like, he's a tough guy. But at the same time, it's like you know, it's it's going to be it's going to come down to who wants it the most. You know, right. So, I guess he's he's going to be more of a stand up fighter. So, you think you're going to go in there and, and bang, or you're going to try to implement some wrestling? You got to get any ideas yet? Uh, I, I mean, I got, we got a good game plan going. I don't want to give it out. I just want it to be a surprise for everybody. But like, I, I just want, it's going to be good. Like it, I mean, I've been working hard for this. I've been going last year and a half, even like when I didn't have a fight schedule, I was still in there training. So like, I, I'm a, it's a new me. So we're, I mean, I, I got a good game plan going and everything, but either way, like, if he, I mean, if he wants to go to the ground, I'm fine with it. We can, we can roll around down there if he wants to. I mean, we can go on the shark water. All right. Um, last thing I got for you, just uh, tell us a little bit about your training camp. You know, who's been helping you get ready for it, and uh, you know, um, what what you've been doing to get ready. I've uh, been uh, been doing a lot of cage work here lately, but my buddy, uh, my coach is uh, John Hall and Mark B Spot. He's they've been helping me the most. I've been going. I went. Uh, down to victory in morristown i don't know if you guys ever heard of them i went there Stephen and Haig. they showed me uh do what that was Stephen Haig, yeah yeah well it's with uh Stephen Haig, but uh, dustin reading them okay yeah 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 i've been i went down there a few times they are uh, once in a they showed me uh some good stuff that i took back and worked with and everything but yeah after his fight i mean i we're going to start going down there to victory more often and everything but uh I mean, I, I had a good solid fight camp going and everything. I I'm I'm to give a shout out to all my boys that helped me. But yeah, John Hall and Mark Beespot. I mean, I can't. I mean, without them, I, this wouldn't have been possible. Well, you know, uh, John Hall is certainly a good guy to help get you ready. A knowledgeable fighter uh, with size on him that is hard to duplicate. Now, I don't know that Frank uh, Frankie Jones is going to be the guy that will be uh, mimicking the you know the dimensions that John Hall has, but just down the road, you know, you know, eventually you are going to run into those those body types, and so uh, you know, he's definitely a good one to to, to mimic a lot of different looks. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, about goals man uh you know you obviously you just said that you know you're the kind of guy you're all in if you're either all in or all out if you're gonna if you're gonna try to do something you're gonna try to take it all the way what are some short-term versus some some long-term goals for you now that you have become a professional i know one short-term goal obviously is to go in there and put it on frankie jones uh yeah that's a good short term um long term is i want to stay active i want to at least fight three four five times uh uh this year i want a good I want a good year going for me. And, uh, like, I, I mean, hell, I'm trying to shoot for the Bellator, you know, if, if I'm looking for a slot out in there, you know, if that's, uh, opportunities open, then I'm trying to get up in there. Absolutely, man. What, is, what do you think uh, about this? You know, you're fighting at cruiserweight and that is now like a thing, like, you know, in the past, we'd be like, oh, you know, heavyweight, don't really want to fight all the way to 265. We do a catch weight, like 220, 225. Well, now, like, that's like a real weight class. Like, per the Tennessee Athletic Commission, cruiserweight 225 is like a legitimate weight class of its own. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that, is that? Does that benefit you, do you feel like? Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. I like, I mean, I can, I'm even thinking about going down to 205 and trying that out again. Uh, but like, I love it. Like I, I was just talking about it the other night. I was like, man, I know they was, you know, I want to fight them boys in there. I want to get up there, but man, 265, that's a big step. You know, sure. they dropped down to 225 at my, my level because 
hell, if I put on, if I put on, I walk around at like two thirty. If I put mm-hmm. on sixty, get to two sixty five, I look like a dang swamp moose walking around. <laughs> couldn't even breathe, you know. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm not going. I'm not going to hop up there to them boys' level and not be able to move. So I yeah, I mean, I, I'm, sure. I'm. Yeah, I'm tickled to death that they brought that in. Like, I mean, because that's a big gap, 205, 265. I mean, what about those guys in the middle, you know? Absolutely. No, you're right. It really is a big gap. And so now 225, you know, it allows you to still retain some of your size, some of your power, but at the same time not feel weighed down so much, bloated, you know. And so I, I like it. I like I like the idea of it a lot. Um, let's get on to some shout outs, man. I know uh, you've got a lot of people that have been helping you get ready. You got sponsors. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of people that have kind of uh, been on Team Abbott to, to kind of get this uh, this this ball rolling. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out first off, John Hall, Mark. You boys, without you guys, I couldn't do it. I want to give a shout-out to Diana Morgan. Like, you already know, like, she took on the business spot, and, like, all I had to do was fight. You you know how, like, trying to worry about the business part and fighting at the same time, that gets overwhelming. So, it's like, I, I mean, hat off to her for taking on that. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Tanner Styles, Chris Drennan for them boys coming in, Franklin Brown. Uh, everybody helped me. I want to give a shout out to Victory for uh, having my back. I want to give a shout out to my sponsors, uh, Marisic uh, Law Firm, uh, Rogersville, and then I want to give a shout out to Norris Homes and Bean Station. So they they helped me out a lot with the uh, sponsorships. Hey man, gotta love it. Gotta have that support, especially in these early stages of your pro career. You know, so having that foundation and that base behind you, it goes a long way. I promise. Uh, yeah, man, hey, I appreciate you joining us, man. Of course, uh, uh, you can catch Lance Abbott uh, this Friday night at uh, VFC sixty eight. Again, he'll be uh, taking on Frankie Jones in his prof- the professional debut for both men. Uh, and uh, it'll be at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville. You can get your tickets at fighterticks.com. If you are coming to support Lance, make sure you select Lance's name so he gets the credit. Uh, Thanks so much, Lance. Looking forward to that pro debut this weekend. Best of skills to you. Thank you, guys. All right, our final guest on the Valor Hour this week is going to be Stone Hands himself, Mr. Brian Jackson. Brian, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's happening, Tim? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know that you have now made it over uh, across the mountain and uh, yeah. into uh, into the uh, Big Orange Country. So uh, yes, you, you are here in uh, here in Knoxville. Uh, hopefully, you're getting settled in, getting ready to do the weigh-ins here uh, in just a few short hours. By the time this thing drops, uh, let's talk a little bit about it, man. You know, you're getting ready to fight Greg Jackson, of course, on Valor 68. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg Jackson. I, you, you're Brian. I, I just made y'all. I just made y'all a baby. Uh, yep. Yeah, he gonna think. That. He gonna think he's giving. He gonna think he in labor when I'm did that. Away. Oh yes, I love it. I love it. So let's start that. Let's not start that over. Let me just start over. We'll keep that in there. Uh, of course, Brian. Uh, Brian Jackson is going to be taking on Greg Hopkins in the feature bout of Valor 68 going down Friday night at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. Brian, uh, of course, uh, you're one and one now. You uh, your pro debut uh, was a good one at the. Cotton Eye Joe knocking off Caleb Miller last time out, uh, fell to Jason King, but that was 
kind of a weird one. It was just kind of like a weird ending there. So, uh, you know, moving forward, you know, I know your spirits were high uh, um, after that event. It's uh, going up here against Greg Hopkins, who's gotten to to see you live from cage side as he's been doing commentary for the event. So he's been watching you and, uh, you know, you're aware of him. This is a fight that we've talked about now for a few months. So uh, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about it. What, uh, what are your thoughts on this bout? Where do you uh, feel like you've kind of got to respect him and where do you where does he need to respect you? I mean, he needs to respect me all the way around because I'm coming in not to shake hands. I'm coming in for war. I'm coming to beat his ass, just Ooh. hands down. Now, after the fight, it's all good. And uh, like I said, it's not personal. It's just punishment. But it's, it's, it's what it is. I come for war. I'm coming off of a bad loss. And now I have to prove not only to myself but to my fans that I'm the reason I should be here. I am here because I worked my ass off. Blood, sweat, and tears was put into every moment of training. And I'm about to unleash all of that on Greg. Now, I respect Greg as a fighter. I respect Greg for stepping up to me. I feel sorry for him, but I still respect him nonetheless. I mean, you respect your kids for taking an ass whooping, don't you? Absolutely. (laughs) So I respect Greg for about to take this ass whooping. I love it, man. I love it. So, you know, uh, Greg obviously is, uh, you know, he's a decorated wrestler. Uh, you are the striker. You're the pro boxer uh, in this in this fight. So you kind of got your classic striker versus grappler. But neither one of you guys are are slouches uh, in the other department. It's not like you don't have any grappling. You won your uh, your pro debut by submission. It's not like Greg does have any striking. He's, he's, <laughs> that's right. He gets a blue belt. It's not like Greg does have any striking. He's won fights by knockout. You know, so it's uh, it is it's still you know both guys are still not not novice by any means in the other uh, in the other realm but do you see greg being willing to take it to your realm uh and standing and trading with you or do you think he plays it uh you know closer to the vest and and, and uses his strong suit and, and takes it to the ground see i think he's well he's probably said he was gonna stand and bang but when somebody gets hit by stone hands that changes up the whole game plan he's gonna revert back to what he knows and still, at that point, you got to touch me to take me down. Oh yeah, like that's I said true. in my like I said in my life, I'm fighting the Travelocity gnome. <laughs> he, has to, he has to come in to me, and he has to get past these 74 inch reach arms. And then I don't even know the reach on my legs, but I'm telling you, my leg is almost as tall as him. So, like I said, he has to come in, and when he comes in, he's gonna be in a world to hurt. They don't call me Stone Hands for no reason. Absolutely. So now, you know, uh, fighting a guy that's got the wrestling background that Hopkins does, has that been something that you've been working on, in tra- uh, you know, in, in training for this fight? You know, if, if you do go to the ground, you know, is it you're comfortable with your ability to get up or uh, or go for submissions? Uh, if you're on if you if you wind up on your back, uh, you know, is it, is, it, is it a situation where that's something that you've kind of, uh, you know, spent more time on than usual? You know, the last fight against Jason King, he's a capable ground opponent. But uh, not known to be a stellar wrestler, usually usually strikes, you know, so you probably weren't yes, you know, too concerned with having to, to work on wrestling takedown there. Yes, sir. I, and throughout my training camp, I, that was our primary focus. Like my hands, my striking, I'm, I've been good with that. We've been doing a little bit of that. But mostly it's because he is a decorated wrestler. And like I said, I do commend him on that. And I do respect that. It's like, nonetheless, I'm going to whoop his ass. But I do respect his arsenal that he has. And that is a key. That is one of his pretty much his primary means to 
well, attempt to win, I guess you would say. <laughs> but <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, I've got I got a couple more for you here. Uh, but I'm going to let you close with like with a pro, you know a Stonehands promo, which I'm pretty excited to hear. But before that, you know, it's 2020, it's a new year. Uh, let's let's hear let's hear your goals for for 2020, man. Like you know, we're, we're fresh into to, to this uh, to a new decade, if you will. What is uh, what's your uh, what's your uh, goals for 2020 and your goals for this upcoming uh, this this upcoming year? Well, my goals for 2020 is simple: to keep winning. I yeah. mean, I was—I'm a winner. I keep winning. That's what I—that's what I was born to do. But I also is to advance in my MMA career, and and you, like I told you before, I'm also having a child soon. Yes. <laughs> I think the baby is due in July, I believe. Congratulations! So, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. But I just—I just want to advance as a fighter, as a person, and as a father. Hey, that's very commendable, man. That's uh, I think those that's uh, resolutions that we could all uh, probably uh, take to heart. No, I know that I could. That's for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, and one thing, I don't believe in resolutions. We got to be like Nike and just do it. Just do it, baby. Just do it. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, man, I want to let you close this thing out by giving me a little promo, man. What you know? Why should the fans come out to the to the world famous Cotton Eye Joe this Friday night, uh, January the tenth, to see this feature bout between you and Greg Hopkins? Why is it they need to be there? What can they expect from it? In any parting words for Greg Hopkins. Oh, let me tell you, just real quick, all the fans don't need to miss it. And if you're not an MMA fan, they will be for this fight because between me and Greg Hopkins, it's going to be war. It's going to be all-out war. Stars, fireworks, all that other extracurricular stuff, it's going to be a hell of a banger. I believe he's going to try to stand up and bang with me. If he does, I feel sorry for him. But still, I believe he's going to try to stand up and bang. He's a worthy opponent, and it's just going to be hell to pay for him but now for stonehands fans they already know how hard i've been working they've seen my videos and stuff they've seen what i've done they've seen and i can't wait to eat that was a side note but (laughs) (laughs) they've seen the blood sweat and tears that i've put in this and they know greg thinks he's ready but he's not ready only thing he's going to be able to revert to is his wrestling and i got something for that like i said with caleb i got something for greg well Hopefully, Greg's got something for you. He's been sitting in listening on this, so I'm going to let him have an opportunity to give a little a snapback, a clapback, if you will, oh, yeah. to, Mr., to Mr. Stonehands Jackson. Greg. I, uh, I actually just came back to my phone. I had to stop and take a shit because half of what he was saying was a bunch of stuff that he was trying to sell that I wasn't buying. So uh, as far as the uh, the labor comment made, how would you know what it's like to be in labor? I don't understand that one. I'm, uh, if I'm going to know how that feels on a, on Friday night, then we'll find because out. Because you're going to uh, explain it to me. Because you're going to explain it to me. Okay. And also, like, I also after I beat heard, your ass, I'm going to buy you a beer and shake your hand. But I'm going to beat your ass. I can guarantee that. I can guarantee that. Well, I'm going to beat you like you stole something. Well, well, like I stole something. Well, I did. I did also heard Tim mispronounce my name or mispronounce somebody's name as a uh, Greg Jackson, and you. I called you a hybrid. Oh shit! If we had a kid, no, I don't want him mixing up my jeans and fucking my uh, fucking my style and game up right now, Tim. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, back to that whooping my ass thing. Let's see what's wrong with your ass whooper come Friday night, brother. Let's just see what happens, okay? I, 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 oh I, yeah, we gonna definitely see that. Oh yeah, we'll see that. And as far as you buy me a beer, you got to buy me three or four after the uh, after the ass whooping you're going to take. Yeah, because like, two uh, of them is going to be for the lumps on your eyes like... and shit. Two beers is going to be for the lumps on your face. 
And the other one you could drink. Two beers for lunch, my friends. Two beers, so I two, four. How many more now? <laughs> How many more is it going to take for you to put me down is what I'm wondering. How many beers am I going to have to drink after the after I whoop that ass? Oh, no, but we can make a wager. We can make a wager. How about this, Greg? Uh-oh. We're going to make a wager. I'm going to leave my hair. I'm going to leave my hair. The winner cuts the loser's hair. Oh, my Lord. A hair versus hair match. How about that, Greg? The winner cuts match. the loser's hair. How about that? that? Is, you down? It just got real, though. That is for real. That's some sure. 1986 NWA shit. <laughs> <laughs> he took that shit to a new level. Yeah, I'm yeah. That is for real. So, Greg Hopkins, do you, do you accept this hair versus hair stipulation that Brian Jackson has laid on the line? Can't bitch Put it out. In the contract. Put it in the contract. Put it in the contract. I'm telling you. Unbelievable. You heard it here, folks. Greg Jackson. Greg Jackson. I'm done again. I'm sorry. Greg <laughs> See, I'm Hopkins. telling you, that's because I, I know. I swear. But, but there really is. That's because all the struggle snuggles. Brian, uh, Brian Jackson, Greg Hopkins is now Damn, a hair a- versus hair stipulation. And that, so if anything has come out of this fucking podcast tonight, we have got some stipulations for this weekend that I now am super excited for. Guys, Brian, I'm, uh, before I let you go, my man, I'm going to let you get some shout outs where they're due. Any uh, training partner, sponsors, friends, family you want to get some love to? Oh, yeah. Go. First off, first of hey, all, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Real quick, Brian, don't forget daddy oh. when you're giving your shout outs. I'm out, guys. See you guys later. <laughs> but anyways before she interrupted um i want to give a shout out to god first because without him i wouldn't be here without him none of this would be possible and i want to give a shout out to my team no mercy mma goal squads my coach brad pruitt my teammates paul teague bradley breakfield everybody my management team which is uh management of champions uh daryl hatchett I want to give a shout, big shout out to Sheena, Sheena Star, Sheena Brandenburg, because she's been hooking me up lately. Like I, I gotta give a big shout out to her, and I just want to, I want to thank everybody in advance for helping Greg get up and wipe the blood off of his face, and I want to thank the EMT team for being there because they're going, he's going to need it, <laughs> and just want to thank everybody, and I want to thank you for the opportunity. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure hosting you, my man. And uh, I'm excited to see you guys. Of course, we'll be seeing you all here very shortly for the weigh-ins yes, going down. Uh, you can watch the ceremonial weigh-ins on the Valor Facebook page Thursday evening around, oh, sometime around 6, 6.15. And I'm interested to see how this face-off goes down now with Brian and Greg. Uh, thanks so much for the time, Brian. Uh, best of skills this weekend. We'll see you very shortly. Yes, sir. I got to go take a Greg. I mean, shit. My bad. Hey. <laughs> that will do it for our interview section of the program. And that's going to do it for the whole show, man. Uh, that is uh, it's going to be a wrap for us. Of course, you can catch uh, all of the fighters that we interviewed tonight at Valor 68. It goes down this Friday night at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville, Tennessee. The doors open at 5 o'clock. We're going to get started at 6 o'clock. You can catch a, uh, a live stream on the Valor uh, uh, website, the VOC MMA uh, website.
guys stay tuned for information on that and uh yeah well, next week we'll reconvene we'll see all these uh picks shook out best of luck to our panelists uh paul uh paul teague and greg hopkins both going to war this weekend we'll check back in with them next week and uh and, and like i said we'll see how all this whole uh this shit show shakes out as we get ready for valor 68 uh thanks my uh my co-host greg hopkins and and jeff uh, and just i'm sorry not jeff justin watson uh for joining us as always till next week i'm tim loy your host signing out valor hour peace This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. You join me now here on the MMA Report podcast. The man's going to headline Friday's Valor FC 68 fight night at the Joe number 12. It is Billy Swanson. I know in talking to uh, Tim Loy, of course, the matchmaker of Valor, about your opponent here, uh, Kerry Perkins. Uh, it's his pro debut, 6 and 2 Amy. Um, you know, kind of, is there anything that sticks out to you about him? Uh, I mean, he's he's a little bit smaller than me, so he's gonna you know probably be quick and ha- have explosion and power. Um, I know he's a purple belt. There's not a lot of film on him, but uh, I mean, it's nothing different as far as from my side of like tr- training and preparing for things. I don't really like I, I watch my opponents a little bit, but I don't overly mm. study them because like I'm a firm believer if I if I worry too much about their offense, then I'm not gonna prepare my own. So, uh, I mean, I'm just going to come in there. I, I think I'm very prepared regardless of where this fight goes. And uh, I think I'm going to be able to showcase the skill set that I have. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.